0: Hello and welcome to episode fifty. Can you put some sound effects in, like, <laughs> like you know, thunder. like, sure, thunder, fireworks, and bolts and lightning? Yep. Anyway, very, very frightening. Me. <laughs> We're celebrating. We're, we've hit yeah. the we've hit the turps early, and it's episode fifty of the Massive Attack podcast with your host Mitch, and with me as always is my counterpart Joe. Hello, Mitch. He's been here for the other forty nine. Seriously? Seriously. This is not including not like including the twelve the Christmas, Christmas special specials.
1: No, fuck. So it would be what seventy four. That's a lot. Yeah, considering most podcasts die
0: at episode <laughs> six. Is that like we some persistent? Some sort of fact. Yes, it is. That's a fact I heard once mentioned on a podcast that was on episode seven. No, it was, it was, it's well established. I don't listen to many podcasts that die early. I don't think. But yes,
1: there you go. Well, here we are, episode fifty. Fifty, fuck. So that's two fucks at three. <laughs> anyway. If, if we had fans, we could have got them to like, you know, phone in and we could put them on the end, but we don't. Uh... No, we
0: don't have fans. It's purely totally for us, but I appreciate you. <laughs> and, and it makes it worthwhile. It does, doesn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. It gets yeah. us out of the house every month. Or into house. someone's house.
0: <laughs>
2: <Anyway. Yeah.
0: laughs> into the bungalow. Yeah. Anyway. All right, all right, all right So let's get. Same format, nothing different.
1: Not- well, we're going to mix it up again this month, aren't we? Well, I'm still gonna talk about the same old shit. Yeah, we just going to talk about the same old shit in a different order. Yeah, alright, so let's talk about television. Television. Mm. The drug of
0: a nation. Yep. That's our call back to all the other times we've made the drug. <laughs> have we? Yes, every time.
1: Alright. So, Mitch, have you been watching any television? I I have. The usual
0: shit. The same Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, blah, 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 blah. Flash is awesome, that's all I have to say. And there is one show that I did sort of mainline in the typical Netflix, here's everything. And that was Full House.
1: Yes. (laughs) And you subjected me to an episode in a bit earlier, just before we recorded. I didn't see you fighting it. No. (laughs) There was a little bit of nostalgia there.
0: You mm, weren't a huge fan
1: in the day. No, I would watch it if it was on, yeah. but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Like, when was it? It was
2: early 80s, 90s, late no, 90s. Early
1: 8687. All right, so it was late 80s. Yeah, I was probably 87 to 95. See, I was probably just finishing high school and it was probably oh, one You were, of those you were things. got
0: you were wearing your trench coat watching Basketball Diaries or something. But that's later. Yeah. <laughs> when we
1: talk about it? I don't know. It was probably one of those things that yeah, it was on when I got home from school. Maybe I don't know. It was Friday nights from memory. I, I definitely watched it. Yeah, because there's certain things about Full House that I remember a lot. I'll
0: cut it out.
1: <laughs> that too. But yeah, I don't know. We talk a bit about unnecessary sequels and whether things need to be done. I still don't know if Fuller House should have been done.
0: What happened is I turned on Netflix Friday night. My wife was going to bed. I was like, I'll just see what's on there. And it, it was there. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch the first episode and see how I go. And I must say, I did have a bit of a crush on Candace Cameron back in the day. No, it's all right. We're only a few years apart. <laughs> Still. Not like I have a crush now on her. Then, no, I, the, the ages that we've grown up together kind of thing.
1: We just looked at her IMDb dead age. She's 39. She's 39 so, so it's seven,
0: all 12. good. And I was intrigued just to see this thing and I watched and the first episode was terrible you just, you, I just showed yep. you that and out of it the worst ones were the older characters like the Bob Saget was terrible like he is not he can't act I don't think he could act before but he's worse now Stamos Stamos was just Stamos, oh, really. milking the camera like you wouldn't believe and Uncle Jesse or what Goulier yeah. Well, yeah, Dave Coolier. Dave yeah He he was terrible, but he's always been terrible too. But they haven't improved at all. And it was just, it was awkward, if anything. Yeah. And it, it felt, now, whether I got used to it <laughs> by watching more or it was just that first episode was a bit of rust on everyone sort of getting into it. They didn't know the characters or they just acting again for the first time. I'm not sure. So it was sort of like very, it was just bad.
1: And what the problem was, it was setting up the premise of why they're doing the season. Yeah. And it just felt a bit forced about... Oh, the whole thing. DJ yeah. talking about her husband dying and, and that sort of stuff. It was like, they didn't really need to yeah, go so, over that.
0: So, the thing is, they've got everyone together for this first episode. You've got all the cast back. And there's, like... People from later on, which, like I said, it went to 95. I never watched... I don't think I ever watched it in the 90s. It's like, I, I'm very much... Maybe the first three or four years and that's it. Yeah, I, I can know. remember
1: Stamos and Laurie... What's her name, Laurie Lawrence? Eddie, Laurie Lachlan. Having a baby. I don't remember them having the other two boys. That oh, they're a baby. They're, they're Wasn't must- there one baby? It must have been twins, aren't it? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't remember them having yeah. that many kids. No. So... The premise
0: of the original series was Bob Saget had the three daughters and his brother-in-law or something. Yeah, I think it was his wife's brother was was Stamos. Yep. and his best mate or something was Dave Coulier. They all pitched in and moved in and brought up the girls together. That was a premise. So this is starts off with a going away party where Bob Saget's moving to LA and he's they're throwing a party. He's going to sell the house and that's all good. It's DJ, the eldest of the daughters, is she's her husband has just died. He's a, he was a fireman and she's got three kids of her own and they're all sort of in the house together everybody's in the house together at this point and then stephanie the middle sister she's sort of come back from being a dj global dj just came back and she's come back for this going away party kimmy gibbler the best friend of dj she's popped in they make m- jokes about the i forget the name of the Michelle, which is the Olsen twins. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, where is she? Oh, she's over in New York, still working on her fashion empire. And they just all look at the camera and ham it up for about five seconds, which feels like like feels four like hours. Yeah. yeah. So they get, throughout the series, they made a few jokes of the Olsen's that are like, you know, ah, oh, there was one reference saying, I changed so many of It was almost like there were two of them. <laughs> wink, wink. It was pretty painful. Yeah. Like this episode. So you, they set it up in this way that, <laughs> oh, she's going to do it. Everyone's going to move to LA and all this sort of stuff. And then candace cameron's sort of like breaking down with her she's one her youngest son is like a, literally a baby toddler and she's like talking to him and over the baby monitor they all hear that she's struggling so it's like oh no we're all gonna stay we're not gonna move it's like no 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 stephanie the sister's like i'm gonna I'm going to pitch give up, in. i was my, give turn. Up my
1: DJ career so I can come and help. I'm going to
0: help, and Kimmy, I'm going to move in too. So it sort of sets the premise that this is essentially Full House again, but everyone's in different roles. Well, not yes. different roles, but yeah, it's a
1: female version. They could have called it Full House The New Generation. Well, it's
0: Fuller House because her married name is Fuller. So it's the Fuller House. So it's a bit meta in that one. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I don't know what happened that night, but I s- somehow fell over and watched five episodes in a row.
1: <laughs> I think. <laughs> (laughs) There's two redeeming features of the show. (laughs) And if anyone has watched it, they will understand that reference.
0: Um, That is one reason I stuck with it. (laughs) But yeah, it it, it was terrible, but it was in a car crash kind of way that I couldn't help but watch it. And this is the same guy who watched five seasons of Melissa and Joey. And I do like my shitty half-hour sitcoms. But, except, like, I gave up on Two Broke Girls. That was too shitty. Yep. It was... uh, and they're really bad. Like, yeah. these sort of sitcoms, they don't exist anymore. You don't have the family ones. They're very young ones. Like, you watch the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. You sort of get your iCarly's or yep. Wiz- Wiz- Wizards of the Way to Play. So, they're, they're aimed for teens. They seem to be growing up, and maybe it's only because I was only had to watch so much television. But you had family comedies, like Family Ties, Growing Pains, all these sort of shows. You don't seem to get them. This is one, but you don't seem to get them anymore. They seem to be... Uh, you've got adult comedies like Seinfeld or Friends.
1: Or Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But you, you don't have that family one anymore, I don't yeah. think. Mod- modern Family is kind of a, a comedy, isn't it? I've, I've never watched it, so I don't know.
0: It's a lot more It's Definitely not cleverer. Is that?
1: Yeah. And that's an hour, isn't it? That's no, a- it's a half
0: hour, but it's not also... It's not filmed in front of an audience. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a you know, single camera what they call so it was weird and i just nostalgia like you said was one of the reasons i watched it there were another two but but some jokes hit and that's what sort of kept me there in a way and it's like why i stuck with um two broke girls for a while because they seemed to hit a lot more than they missed but after a while on two broke girls they just seemed to force a joke so much more and labor a joke so much more with this one it was they threw a lot of jokes at you i suppose so it didn't stick around that often and it was nice that it's a show that it's nice because you get something (laughs) like where you get like seinfeld where it's a bunch of assholes you know they're they're not nice people and even big bang theory is sort of like it's a i love the show but it's a smarmy show um so it's it's kind of nice to sort of sit back at least there's a perception of nice people in this world and there's a bit of nostalgia Yeah, so I did get suckered in and I I do watch
1: that. How many many episodes now?
0: I think it's ten or whatever, the whole season, you'll watch it in three nights. Will
1: there be more? I think so. I think it's done alright. It's getting a bit of a buzz.
0: But what I, I said this after we watched it's like, who's it for? Yeah. Because the jokes itself, is a family show. So there are some ruder jokes in there where it's like, ooh, that could be considered rude and things like that. But it's definitely a family show. But you're saying, who's watching this nostalgia? Well, 40-year-olds are watching it. But they could go adult with it. Or they could go a bit more mature with it. But is it for 40-year-olds to watch with their families? (laughs) Because who's looking for a half-hour sitcom on on Netflix? (laughs) 10-year-old kids or 15-year-old kids. Are they looking for this? I don't know. It's it's strange. I I don't don't know what this show is. It, it, It was for me.
1: All right. Well, speaking about shows that you don't really know who the target audience is, I've got sucked into a wrestling-related show, and that's Total Divas. Mm -hmm. I've always tried to avoid it, but somehow I don't even know why I got sucked into it. I think it's probably because it was on the website that I watched my Lucha Underground for. They had a, uh, a banner for it, and I thought, well, maybe I'll just give it a go. And... Could be the same two reasons I watched Full House. It could, have been. <laughs> it could and be, and pretty much for the same reason that thing that you did—you sat down and watched a bunch of episodes in a hit. I actually sat down and watched about five, six episodes <laughs> of Total Divas in a row, and now I'm kind of hooked. I'm watching it almost every week.
0: Well, I got a friend at work. Cause she doesn't. She doesn't care about wrestling at all, but she loves Total Divas. So it's not for the wrestling fan,
1: obviously. Well, it's more. It, 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 it originally it started, started out. What well, kind of? It originally started out just being a camera crew following the Bellas around, and then it turned out to be expanded a bit more, and now it's pretty much anyone that's in the Divas division is followed around with a camera. But the main storylines are. I think they probably filmed this sort of August September last year because the one I just watched was when John Cena broke his nose and. I think that was just before they were meant to come out to Australia in August and then Cena didn't come because he had the broken nose. But they're filming Nikki Bella backstage as her husband, John Cena, is getting bopped in the nose and get his nose broken and her reaction. So so that's legit stuff there. Yeah, exactly. Because it is crap. Oh, it's total crap. But it's crap in a way that it's crapper than normal wrestling crap, if that makes sense. Mm. You've got sort of the side storylines of whether the Divas really like each other backstage. Then you've got sort of the Bellas with one of them trying to be all serious and, you know, not being a bimbo her whole life, which is Nikki Bella, and then Brie is the more grounded one sort of, giving her the, well, maybe we shouldn't do this. It's not good for our brand and all that that sort of crap. But it's strange seeing the wrestling side of it outside of wrestling because in wrestling itself, John Cena's T-shirts and hats and jean shorts. And the only time you see him in this, he's always in a suit and tie and (laughs) him and Nikki Bella are going out to like fancy restaurants and he's driving his Ferrari. And it's like, he just does not come across as John Cena the wrestler, which is really strange. But they also had like one episode where Natty Nightheart and her husband, Tyson Kidd, who was recovering from a neck injury at the moment, she felt that he was a bit depressed, so they had a party at her, at her house and invited some of the other wrestlers over. And the whole premise was that R-Truth came over and he's afraid of cats, and, and <laughs> Natty Neidhart has, like, half a dozen cats in her house, so she had to lock them in a bedroom with R-Truth, like, doing some comical Keystone cops running around the house trying to get away from these cats. And it's like, surely this is a work? This is not real? But, as I said, I, I'm hooked. I, I don't know what it is. There's an interesting dynamic with uh, Rosa Mendez, who is pregnant, and Alicia Fox and Paige, who are like best friends but feuding on TV. And the three of them are just running around setting up baby showers for <laughs> Rosa Mendez and stuff. And it's just bizarre. It, it really strange. But yes, I'm hooked. So, yeah. And all those times we used to watch The Soup and they used to show the clips of Total Divas, and I was like, I'm never going to watch this shit. Here I am watching it. So,
0: there you go. No, I never thought I'd watch a full house reunion either no well but I reckon if it was the original cast with Stamos and all that I wouldn't
1: have kept going Stamos was terrible he was But he produced it. Maybe that yeah, he had to get his bit of screen time, Mm -hmm. get his money's worth. But something probably a little bit more credible that I've been watching, the latest season of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver is back on. Mm -hmm. And they're fast-tracking it here on the Comedy Channel on Foxdale. So I'm up to date on that. And I must say, with the current political climate in America, with Donald Trump running for president, he's getting his money's worth on that. There's been some really good stuff in this year so far. And, yep, John Oliver. I don't know. There was a few episodes last year where... He kind of slumped a little. I thought this year the same. Oh, I don't know. I, oh, I don't think there's been a bad one so far this year.
0: Well, it's not bad, but I don't know if I'm expecting. I, I, if you go back and think of previous years, you think of the gold.
1: Well, it's and only, there's
0: no gold this well, year. It's only kind of a think.
1: second time, second year running. It. Third. Is it? Mm. Okay. I thought a second.
0: But yeah, I'm thinking, oh yeah. But so uh, it's still good. That's the problem. It's not bad. But I'm waiting for the gold, that magical moment. Because I remember generally on a Monday, my Facebook's full of people linking clips of it. Oh, this is the magic clip from John Oliver. And some of them are amazing. Like they blow you away with the info. The What's Name is really good. The special, not elections.
1: Oh, special districts. Special districts. Yeah. I mean, that was
0: fascinating that the whole. trump thing could have been more powerful but it just didn't hit i'm don't know. i just expecting more from it and it's not
1: delivering i don't know maybe although last year when they did that sex education video that was probably the best piece of television i've seen for a long time
0: yeah so i mean that's sort of you could. Know, it's like charlie brooker it's sort of like the third year out of it you, you sort of know the the rhythm and you know that so you can sort of see where it's going in a way mm. it's like uh, it's still good but I'm just, he hasn't blown me away yet going, oh my God, you, you wow me. John Oliver, you wow me. I sound mm. like a downer now.
1: You do. Oh, maybe I like the happiness that is Full House and he's maybe bringing don't. me the happiness. Right. Well, speaking of blowing things away, Ooh. I watched another show, which is coming to the end of its run, and that was the finale of Mythbusters. Uh-huh. So after 14 years, and I think they said in the promo of the final episode, 300,000 explosions or some crazy figure like that. But yeah, they've decided to wrap it up.
0: After uh, fucking off the other guys for a season. Isn't that this season? A couple of seasons,
1: isn't it? Oh, really? Well, I kind of used to watch it religiously. And then, yeah, as as you say, once they kind of got rid of the build team of Grant, Tory and Kerry, I kind of went off it a little bit. Mm. And I kind of went off with the fact that they'd run out of things to do. But, yeah, Jamie and Adam have decided that, uh, yeah, after 14 years that they're going to call it quits. Mm-hmm. So they did a couple of specials at the end of the run. They did the finale episode where they gave Buster a final send-off and they put him on a rocket sled and sent him into a wall and he just obliterated. <laughs> and they've got the best high-speed camera they've ever used and they've done, I think they said, 850 kilos of explosives in a RV in the desert and just blew that up and showed that in this amazing like slow-mo camera. And they did another thing where they put a like steel plow on the front of a truck and Adam drove down Alameda Airfield and just drove through props from 14 years worth of Mistbusters so they had like the shark from the shark special and you know the boat that they filled with ping pong balls and all this other stuff and he just drove through them and just obliterated it all and just sort of went, you know, this was 2004, this was 2006, you know, and just drove a truck oh, a bunch a of stuff. Yeah, really? So, yeah, Sounds that was fun. that was really good. And then they had a reunion special where they got the full team back together, the like Kerry, Tory, and Grant back together. And they just sat around a table for an hour and just talked about their favourite bits and showed a montage of Tory hurting himself. That <laughs> scene where he crashes that bike. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And just talked about just the dumb shit that they could do and the fact that they were just this little cable TV show that became a worldwide phenomenon, really. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sad coming to an end. And, like, Carrie especially, you could see, was getting quite emotional based on the fact that, you know, she was a nobody. And Jamie sort of gave her a chance and hired her for this job and she's become a superstar. Well, she
0: started off as just one of the background helpers. Well,
1: a lot And of them then the
0: get- very first time you see her is she's in a flesh-coloured bodysuit bending over and they're scanning her bum for yep. the, the vacuum-sealed toilet seat for an aeroplane. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. And then from then on, because they had the blonde girl on originally...
1: Yeah, she and was like Carrie a wilder or something. On, and, yeah. and
0: then Carrie became... It's like Jamie Oliver, how he fell into the role. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yes, so... But,
1: yeah, and it's good because the Bill team, for me, kind of had all the fun stuff, and Jamie and, and Adam kind of just did the serious bits a lot of the time.
0: Well, it- they're good rapport, both of them. Yeah. Like if it was all of them, it'd be great. But they split it off into two, which was smart, so they could do more for a show. The problem is Jamie and Adam. Adam's the walrus, yeah. No, Jamie's the walrus. Jamie's yeah. Warrus. He's too serious. So offset by Adam is fine. They're they're at least he's happy and you know, oh go lucky, and they work well together, and they got a good rapport. But the three in the build team were great. They sort of egged each other on, and they had fun, and they did all that sort of stuff. So it sort of made things better.
1: Yeah, but yeah, as I said, it was it was interesting to watch, especially that episode of them just getting together and talking about the fun stuff and talking about the bad times like when the cannonball got shot off and missed the, uh, the block it was meant to hit and end up going through someone's house a mile away and crashed into a car after that but luckily no one got hurt no, no,
2: no, and no. They i do
0: know they made a cannonball once with a log cannon or something they could never find it again <laughs> like they shot down the airfield and they could never find it like, hmm. no idea
1: but yeah interesting and apparently now it's moved from the discovery channel in america to the science channel and they're gonna start from the beginning and re-air all the old episodes
0: I mean, I thought a long time and you'd be running out of ideas. Yeah. To them, I watch comic book men, which is not the same sort of thing. It's more like your porn stars or hardcore porn or whatever. And they struggle because it's people coming in trying to sell a comic to them and the, the story around the comic's great and you get to hear about it and it's all set up, obviously. And they try and... Haggle a price out of them, whatever. But the last week's episode I watched, they went to Wild West Town in, in Red Bank, New Jersey, or whatever. It's <laughs> like that's, that's where the, stri- the show's struggling for because they, they got a Western they go, The oh, yeah, guy I love Westerns. The other guy's going, "Oh, the Westerns are shit." It's like you never went to Western Town. It's like no. I was like ah, oh, it's the greatest place. It's like this. So they turn up to Western Town for this, you know, three or four minute
1: segment. It's yeah, like because New Jersey's known for the Wild exactly, West.
0: Exactly <laughs> like Kevin Smith. Because the format of that show is it all takes place in this, the comic shop, and then they've they have a round table with. Kevin Smith sort of throughout the show, so he's not at the shop and they sort of tell him what happened in the shop and they sort of, oh, someone bought this in. That's a great comic and they'll talk. That's a great bit of it. I love those discussions. And they talked about this Western town. This is Western town, New Jersey. Why did my parents not tell me? or will take me and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, they're struggling and it's only season five or six of that. Okay. And they struggle with ideas of what to do. Mind you, Mythbusters should have more potential than a comic shop.
1: Well, it's interesting because I'm started listening to the Adam Savage podcast now. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about filming this finale and, and how much he liked it. And then afterwards... Just on the podcast, they were talking about some of the things that they never did. And he was saying he wanted to do like a Looney Tunes special and see if, if you ran into a wall really quickly, you would leave like the yeah. uh, roadrunner sized or Coyote sized yeah. hole in the wall. And whether if you hit someone with a fry pan, you could see the indent of their face on a fry pan and mm. stuff. So there was obviously more stuff they could have done, but yeah. I don't know, it's good that... You could see that they weren't enjoying it as much as they used to, so it was probably good that they wrapped it up. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was it. And it would be hard work. Some of those days will be long days. And I mean, I know they've probably got a crew that do all the hard work for oh, them. Oh, definitely. But they would be long, hard, and it wouldn't work every
1: time. Yeah, would they, they would probably have to film a lot to get an hour of television out of it. Mm. So it would, it, would be, it would be a it would full be hard. Mm. All right, any other TV for you, Mitch? No, that's mm. enough, I think. All right, should we jump into
0: gaming? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I don't know why I went Irish for a second there, but yes,
1: the usual... Well, it, it is going to be St. Patrick's Day next week, that's so true, maybe that's, that's why.
0: Yes, no, um, my game is very quick. Brutal Legend. I moved a little bit forward on it. Yeah, it's just I need a game I can sink my teeth into. WWE Champions constantly, but as you pointed out to me today, it's only being tested here in Australia. It's not properly released in America yet. Yeah. So therefore, we're playing the crap version, or the beta version... The That's version, why it's a
1: bit buggy. Yeah, the version that crashes quite a bit, especially on the iPad Mini when my wife's playing it. Well, it doesn't crash for me. I just can't fucking get anywhere because it keeps giving me
0: cards I don't need. So I'm stuck in the game. Mm. I still play it every day, but I'm stuck in the game, getting frustrated. I'm not going to get into spending money. Uh-uh. Nope, nope mm. But I might have to. Uh, and the other one, which uh, you will talk with me about, is uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel. We've continued on a little bit more of that. It's still... We didn't... We talked about that
1: last time. We briefly yeah. talked about it. But I think now that we've actually sat down and played a good few chunks, probably a couple of two or three hour sessions. Yeah, it's much better. Co-op? It's definitely a co-op game. Yeah. And I think I'm enjoying it more now that I've slightly toughened up and got some decent weapons. We got some decent
0: weapons. And the story's opening up more. The maps are a bit easier to navigate because we know them. Little things like that. It's it's improving as we get on, which is all Borderlands have done that to yeah. us.
1: And there has been a couple of indoor levels, so you don't have to worry about that oxygen mechanic that yeah. I didn't really yeah. like. And I found slot machines, so <laughs> yeah. I'm more than happy.
0: Yeah. So we, it's 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 yeah. You can't talk about oh, but nothing.
1: It, it's good. It's good. What I really do enjoy about it, though, is the fact that it's made by Two K Australia,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they have just laid on the Australianness. Well, if that's a word I
0: heard. They did like temporary audio files for the game to show, must be TK Global or whatever. They'll yeah. say they got to have a look and they had the Australian accents and they go, oh, I'll just keep them in. That's a bit of fun. So from that, they go, well, fuck it. If you want Australian accents, we're going to take up the bloody Razu. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so it's, it's fun. Like, it's very funny. Like, it could be annoying to some people, I think, but I'm, I'm digging the Aussiness of it.
1: But more. it's all, like, crikey yeah. and real over-the-top Aussiness. And there was that one side mission we did the other week that, for me, just sort of cemented it from being, I'm not enjoying this game to I'm really enjoying this game, where there was a... What's the... Jolly Swagman? Jolly Swagman sort of side mission. Billabong. Where you had to go and find a billabong and a jumbuck and stuff. Yeah. And- <laughs> And it's like, oh, there is such a thing as a Jumbuck, mate. No, yeah, it's it so was like, I meant to go to the
0: billabong to find somebody, and he was dead, but there was a uh, voice recording voice thing. recording there you had to listen to, and I was sort of like, oh, apparently there's a thing in the Jumbuck in the thing, and hey, there is a Jumbuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we've said it before. When we originally played Borderlands, it didn't grab us that much. And-, and
0: Borderlands 2 didn't grab us at the start. So every Borderlands game so far, you have to give a few hours.
1: I think you really need to level up to about sort of level 8 ten, or 9, yeah. ten to, before you start getting decent weaponry and you're actually being able to kill people with one shot rather than having to empty a magazine into them. But, yeah, I'm digging it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, to finishing it, but with the other Borderlands, I, I mean, you've gone a lot further in, but we've done new game pluses on both. Yep. And I don't see myself at this point. I don't see myself going, oh, let's play a second round through. I don't, I just.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's not
0: grabbing me yet enough to go oh I can't wait to play my second game of
1: this Borderlands 1 I've done new game and new game plus and then I've done both on all the DLC borderlands 2 i've done new game new game plus on the main thing and i'm about halfway through the dlc and i've started on the what is it legendary vault hunter and i'm a few missions into that but i didn't enjoy that because i was just underpowered yeah but yeah i, I don't know i i did buy the dlc for borderlands pre-sequel because it was on special no, last that's week i it's different than new game plus i know but that yeah. unlocked all the extra characters so who knows maybe when i finish with this character i'll go back and do it with a different character i do know yeah. But, yeah, I'm kind of digging it. Something else, speaking of DLC, I bought the season pass of WWE 2K16 earlier on. Yep. And I was thinking maybe it's not that much value for money. Mm. So far, they've had a new moves pack, a legends pack, and a future stars pack that only had like four people in it. But just this week, they've released the Hall of Fame showcase pack. And I thought, yeah, this is pretty good. I don't know if he's actually in the game, but this one (laughs) was... Well, I I think this all falls in with last year's Hall of Fame. So you've got some classic matches from the past, which include... Katsumi Fujinami versus Ric Flair, which is kind of cool. You've got Harlem Heat versus The Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, Larry Zbyszko and Arn Anderson, so Tosh will be happy he can find <laughs> Arn Anderson. Uh, they're in it against uh, Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Steamboat, and it's got a classic Hall of Fame match between the Bushwhackers and the Natural Disasters, so you can play them too. But, they, yeah, they touted this being this showcase, and you play through famous matches of history, such as, as I said, the Natural Disasters and the Bushwhackers, and... It's your typical showcase where you're reenacting famous matches and you, you know there's quick time events for various things. And I was thinking, yeah, this is great. It'll take me a little while to play it. But I actually burned through it all in about 45 minutes. Yeah, that's great. Which is, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. But then you have got half a dozen new characters to play with and a couple of arenas and stuff. So it's probably worth it. you don't it. want to
0: be doing it too long because I got the Fast and Furious game and like oh yeah just give me all these different races and i got to one where i couldn't get past it yeah. and uh, it got pissed me off and i went back to the game so if you get stuck on a match that you don't want to play and you can't do it for some reason you really hate the game in the end well i suppose yeah. there's so many different elements to the game you don't have to go through that one but yeah yeah
1: i i think it was 6.95 if you haven't got the season pass so it's probably worth it i That's think right. the, the season pass was about 30 bucks so they say it's 25 percent off buying all the dlc so there's one more lot of DLC coming. Can you play enough of that game to make it worth your... Probably. And I pl- and I play it with the kids and the kids really do it. So The kids have no idea who any of the new people are and probably don't care. No. I was pretty impressed with Big Boss Man who was in the Legends pack that came out earlier and he's now been announced for Hall of Fame this year so I'm even more happy. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. And another one of the freebie games that was out this month is Supreme Commando which will probably just be coming off the freebie of the month by the time this episode comes out. And that's a real-time strategy, sci-fi, spacey type game. And I played probably about an hour of that earlier today. And, Mm. yeah, I don't
0: know. I'm not an RTS guy.
1: I I don't mind RTSs. I just don't think they work on a console. But maybe I'll give it another go. I don't know. But I've played through the tutorial levels and it didn't grab me. But it was free, so I haven't wasted any money. Mm -hmm. That's it. You did buy another game in the sales last week, that oh, we yeah. did have a little bit of a go-off.
0: I bloody well did. I, my, my son wanted to play game. Like, he comes out, he's not quite too yet, and he picks up the controller and goes, Game, game, and I've got no game that I can just sort of throw on that he can play. And you just give him a controller and things happen on screen and it doesn't die, or whatever, quick. And um, on the sale was Galaga... Legions? Legion, Galaga I DX think, DX. It was two ninety five. I was like, ah, this might be enough. It's colour, it's movement, it's whatever it's not for him because you die very quickly if you can't just give him the controller unfortunately but apart from that it's quite fun it's very frenetic though. it's, it's, it's it, everything's on the screen yeah. like all the pixels like I play it for five minutes at a time and that's fine like I, I enjoy that and leave it at that
1: when I got over here tonight we you were playing it and we had a, a quick flick through it and I can see that five minutes would be fun. I think if you played more than that, your eyes would bleed because mm-hmm. there is just so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's very Japanese in the fact that it's just screen filled with baddies and bullets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a twin-stick shooter than yeah. the original Galaga where you're just down the bottom. Yeah, Interesting concept. I kind of like it.
0: I enjoyed it. So for $3, it was great. And it's not 10 bucks now, I think. Hmm. Not being on special, but it's still for a little bit of fun that you can play at any point. If you needed 20 minutes to kill and put something on, it'll do it.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah that was kind of cool so yeah that's it for me for game oh the one other thing i've been playing a little bit of and that is a game called life is strange Mm -hmm. which i picked up in the christmas sales and i noticed is actually on sale again this week on the xbox 360 sales Mm -hmm. and that is an episodic point-and-click adventure kind of like The Wolf Among Us yep, and the Walking Dead games and that sort of stuff where you play as a teenage girl that wakes up in the middle of a, a thunderstorm next to a lighthouse and somehow then transforms back to being in a dream in the middle of a photography class and wakes up and kind of realises that she's got the ability to reverse time because cool. she knocks her camera off the desk and then uses her, her mind to make time rewind and bring the camera back up. And it's all about you going around and trying to like piece together a mystery. Yep. And you can talk to people. And if you don't get the, the right sort of response from the person, you can rewind the time and say something different and come across you know smarter than you are or get the right answer or whatever. Cool. And, yeah, it, it kind of grabbed me. That being said, though, I've played through the first chapter, which was about probably two and a half hours, Mm -hmm. and I bought the season pass when it was on special at Christmas with the other five, other four chapters. There's five in total, but I haven't actually gone back and played the rest of them.
0: They sound great. The ideas sound awesome. I just don't make the time. Like Wolf Amongst Us, I didn't do. I love the comic. I've read, you know, and I just, I don't know why. I mean, it's like, I can't read a book. (laughs) I I can't (laughs) play these games. I, I just need to shoot stuff, I think. It's it's sad give me five minutes of Shooting things in Galaga, I don't know. My I think that's is what terrible. it was
1: because I played through probably half of it in one evening and then I played another you know, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to finish off the chapter the next night. And there was enough to grab you, but I could kind of see my mind wandering a little bit thinking, when's this chapter going to end? Am I going to get a big reveal at the end of it? And you do get a big reveal, which sets up the, next, the yep. next chapters. And much like The Wolf Among Us, when you get to the end, it gives you your results of the main... Like choices that you've made during yep. the storyline, it's like of your friends list. Twenty six percent of people did this, and forty three percent worldwide made this choice, and and that sort of stuff. Which I kind of like because it makes you think. Well, maybe I'm not an asshole, and I did yep. do the right thing. But from what I've heard, it does take a bit of a turn in the second chapter, and it turns out to be a little more of a, a crime drama. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of supernatural happening in the first one, and it's as I said, you're you're a girl who's the the protagonist and. Her best friend, who's got a stepdad that's a bit of an ass, and you can kind of see that it's going to yeah. progress along that story. But cool, yeah, I probably will go back to it. But it's it's something that I think you need to be able to dedicate a chunk to do your chapter in a in a bit because I I did as I said I did it in two sessions and I'd kind of forgotten some of the choices I'd made in the first session when I started again mm. and it's like well hang on what did I do there and where does that affect me and stuff but yeah mm. and graphically it's quite nice. Nice. It would probably look really good on the Xbox One, but it looks just all well, right on the three hundred and sixty. Yep. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, that's that's game. All right, let's,
0: let's, let's go on to movies. Let's all watch this. Right. All right, so have you been to the cinema?
1: No. No. I know you have. Yeah. But it's nothing new. No. Although it's different. Yeah. You've been in. I've uh, been seeing... to the Astor. Oh, have <laughs> you? No. No.
0: no. no. You... I went to IMAX. You did, and I saw Star Wars again
1: for the third time. Fourth. Okay. Yep. But yeah. the first time in. IMAX 3D. Yes. And was it any different?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to see it IMAX because I saw the preview and I saw the walk last year in IMAX and I saw the preview for it in 3D. And it's like, oh, this looks pretty good. I wouldn't mind. So I thought I had one more in me to see it. So I thought I'll do that. And a friend of mine, he goes, I still haven't seen Star Wars. And it's like, well, I'm a, I've i got one more in me. If you want to do IMAX, let's do it next week. And he goes, okay, sounds good. There's one scene that's in pure IMAX. Like the way IMAX is, it's a seven story high screen. Like, Have you been?
1: I saw robots in IMAX, so th- oh, yeah. this is going back a long time yeah, was yeah. the last time I saw IMAX. So
0: it's, it's a big screen, but obviously most mainstream Hollywood movies don't use the full screen because it's almost square. Yeah. It's not the letterbox sort of shape that your big screens are. So it uses a big screen, and it's still massive, but there's still black and white bars, or sorry, black bars, top and bottom, which you don't see. You see the screen. Yeah. But they, they talk about movies, some scenes are filmed in IMAX, blah, 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 certain special scenes are filmed in it. And I was talking to Sean about it there before. I would never been to IMAX before. And I said, look, apparently I saw Transformers here and there's four minutes of footage that were in IMAX. I never noticed. I don't know what the difference is. But because I'd seen Star Wars three times and I, that was in the fresh in my head, the scene where the where Finn first sees Ray and they have a fight oh, and yeah. then the stormtroopers turn up and then they race from the, the TIE fighters and they get in the Falcon for the first time. I know I felt something go hang on there's more on screen all of a sudden it, and it, it, I noticed then they'd, have, they'd oh, so okay. from that scene it went to full and it was massive and the whole ty- um, Millennium Falcon flying around Jakku that, that was that was in IMAX like pure IMAX massive and then when they went out to space and got captured and went back to the normal format it's like ah oh. so whether it happened again in the show I don't know but that sequence there that eight minutes or whatever is in the thing so I was like and Sean, I asked him about, he didn't notice, but I, cause I knew the movie well enough. I'm looking for other oh, things looks, and yeah. yeah, it was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But the 3d was very good. Cause it wasn't, didn't take you out of the movie. It wasn't like, look at how 3d we are, but it was just, it was nicely done. It wasn't jarring. And it, it, you had depth because the screen's so big. Okay. So that was good to see again. But yeah.
1: And I think Mad Max Fury Road's coming to you. No, on it's next... been and gone. Oh, you I, it?
0: I, yeah, it was that the next week, and I'm like, oh. and I just yeah didn't make the time. Shame, yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind to see that. But no, no, you?
1: No, I, well, I haven't ventured out to the movies. <laughs> I'm trying to go and see Deadpool next week. Yep, because it's my anniversary, and my and wife's like, we should go and see a movie, and the world's greatest actor of our generation. Yes, mm. and T.J. Miller. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be very happy. Yeah, but no, I haven't been out to the cinema. This month, Mm -hmm. I've seen one fairly new release at home and a couple of older movies, but I now have... Presto on my iPad, which mm-hmm. is another one of these streaming services. Yep. Previously, when you were a super-duper Fox-style subscriber, you used to get two free on-demand movies every month, Yep. but they have scrapped that, and we now get a 12-month subscription to Presto. That's right. And yeah, I was sick in bed the other week, and I was scrolling through something to watch, and I came across What We Do in the Shadows The Kiwi Presto, which is a vampire mockumentary mm-hmm. starring Jermaine Clement from... Fly of the Conchords. Fly of the Concords. And uh, another dude who I can't pronounce his name, so forgive me for not saying it, who is a New Zealand, mainly a director who directed the movie Boy, which got some pretty good reviews a mm-hmm. few years ago. I think his name's Takea something. Mm-hmm. But it, him and Jermaine and one other dude who I didn't know are these vampires that are living in a house in Auckland, might have been Wellington, but somewhere in New Zealand. Yep. And they are just like these New Zealand vampires and they have this documentary crew follow them around
0: and they're different eras of vampires aren't they yeah one's like the Victorian era
1: yeah dandy yep, yep. and Jermaine's kind of like a Vlad the Impaler Bram Stoker's Dracula type yep. vampire and there's another guy that lives in the basement of the house that's like the Nosferatu real old <laughs> vampire and he just stays in the basement but th- it's a bit like a documentary about just people sharing a house and like one of them's all like you know you didn't take the rubbish out the other <laughs> night and uh, I'm sick of you killing people and just leaving blood on the floor and, and, you know, we need to have a house meeting and talk about our vampire rules and stuff. And it, it's kind of funny in that way. And you kind of forget that it's a mockumentary for a lot of it. It's it's just funny. And the effects in it are really well done. And if you're a Flood of the Concords fan as well, Rhys Darby turns up as the leader of a pack of werewolves later on in the movie. And one of the people in his group drops the F word and Reese turns around and goes, No, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> and just that line and it just got me. And it it's just funny. It's so if you do like Flight of the Concords I, I do I probably I probably a lot check out of it out, yes. And I hadn't heard a lot about it and really? I just, I've heard lots and I still haven't checked it out. Oh yet. really? i I'd, I'd kind of heard brief mention of it that it was yeah, Jermaine. Mm. But I'm really glad I watched it. It was it was really good. Cool. And a couple of older movies that I've watched. My kids just had a bit of a renovation in their bedroom, mm-hmm. thanks to you coming over and helping me build some bunk beds. That's right. Okay. A lot of hard work, but we've done up their bedrooms and it's got a bit of a Lego theme. And we actually had Lego Duna covers from the Lego Movie that we'd been holding onto for a while, waiting for them to do the room up. And now that they've got these new Duna covers, they're like, "Oh, can we go and watch the Lego Movie again?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I haven't watched it probably since 18 months ago when it first came out, so we decided we would sit down and watch it again. And my now five-year-old, who was probably a little bit too young to get a lot of the jokes, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And on probably, this is my about fifth watching of it now, there was a couple of things that I didn't pick originally when I watched it that I've picked up on again now and yeah it's good to go back to the lego movie there was a lot of funny lines in it and now that we've watched wild style every time that lucy goes my name's wild style and everyone's like are you a dj i kind of get the joke now which is really good too and there was one line that I totally missed before and I don't know how but Metalbeard the pirate is in it and they talk about something being hard and he goes wiping your bum when you've got a hook for a hand (laughs) is hard this is impossible and I thought how did I miss that joke before but yes I I really enjoyed watching the legacy did you see the
0: Jimmy Kimmel's Batman Superman you showed me
1: bits of it the other week
0: yeah. Um, because at the end of that you've got Jimmy Kimmel drunkenly going to like the the recreating of the scene from the trailer where um, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne are sort of toe to toe with each other, and Jimmy Kimmel drunkenly go, "Hey, you're Superman and you're Batman and all this sort of stuff," and then Will Arnett comes in, "I'm Batman." <laughs> And they go, no, you're not. And he goes, I'm Lego Batman. And he pulls up the Lego Batman figure, and they're going, no one cares. And he goes, your kids do. And he just walks out.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny, because my kids run around the house going,
0: darkness, yes. all the time. So it's great. <laughs> well, they're making a Lego Batman movie. But there's a couple
1: of Lego there's Batman movies. Oh, with Will I Yeah. Oh, and they're
0: correct. doing the Lego Two Lego Movie 2, directed by Rob Schraub, who yes. we listen to the Harmontown podcast, and Rob Schraub's his best mate, and fucking hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, one of I'm the sure best be things great. on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's off to make, starting next year or late this year, they're going to start filming, like, a movie too. So it's a while away yet. mm
1: all right, and one of the older movies that I've watched, mm-hmm. being the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio finally got his Oscar for The Revenant, which I haven't seen, yep. I decided to go back through his catalogue and watch some of his early work that I thought he probably deserved to win Oscars for. Mm-hmm. And I watched The Basketball Diaries again for probably, it's probably been about 10 years since I've seen it. I, yeah. think. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's good. Yeah. And it still holds up, I think.
0: Okay.
1: As Leonardo DiCaprio playing Jim Carroll, who is a New York poet musician beat poet kind of guy ex-junkie mm-hmm. and it just talks about Leonardo DiCaprio and Marky Mark and a couple of other dudes who are in a catholic high school being very good basketballers start dabbling with drugs and Jim Carroll Leonardo DiCaprio turns into a junkie and just how badly his life spirals out of control
2: yeah.
1: Juliet Lewis is in it who's oh, one of your favorite oh. actresses yeah so yes interesting to watch and i'm glad it's still hold up because i remember seeing it a long time ago and thinking how good it was and it's still good well, so speaking nice.
0: juliette lewis for my other podcast shooting the Pooh, we did a episode on Catherine bigelow and we didn't do near dark or um point break we did her <laughs> other films um and one of those was, why go with the obvious yeah we went strange days which has got juliette lewis yeah anyway and I saw, also watching that, I saw Blue Steel, which is the Jamie Lee Curtis cop film,
1: and The Loveless, which is Willem Defoe's first movie. But, yeah, I they, can, they all seem very dated. I can kind of remember Strange Days. The, the, we were talking to each other off-air just recently, and uh, and you were talking about Strange Days, and I, I remember the, the movie cover, yep. and I can remember one scene from it, but I don't really remember yeah. a lot yeah, they're, of
0: Yeah, they're, they're sort of dated. I think mean, Strange, Strange is, Days is pretty cool, but yeah, so we did anyway. I
1: think Strange Days was probably the better of those three, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Just the last thing I saw was I... We have in the past talked about our fondness for the movie The Warriors, which is about... um Gangs of New York, not the not gangs to be of confused New- with Gangs of New no. York. No. Uh, the nineteen seventies um, gangs in New York, and which was based on based on an old Homey Iliad or something
1: like that, wasn't it? something like
0: that. Um, yeah, and I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was about the Zines, and this guy was interviewing this guy about his Zine, and he loved the Warriors a lot, so he did these watercolor pictures of from characters from the Warriors and he goes oh yeah and he goes what inspired you to do it and he goes oh I love the movie you know the Walter Hill film and the this and the that and then I saw this doc i on Netflix called Rubble Kings which is sort of said around that same time I say, like oh so, it's like, I have Netflix I'm going to check this out and there it was so it's this documentary called Rubble, Rubble Kings And it's only from last year, but it talks about that time. And it starts off saying, you know, New York was this at this time in Brooklyn in 1968, this many years later. So it's 1973-ish is when this sort of starts and talks about. And the gangs were everywhere. Like, I mean, they were a bit extreme in the the Warriors where, you know, the... um, baseball Furies and things like that they weren't that bad but they all had like the Warriors they had the denim jackets with the patches on the back and there were so many different gangs like and nearly all, every corner had a gang
1: and they had their own little piece of turf and you yep. couldn't cross into their areas
0: exactly that hmm. and they're like you could not go in there and if you did they would take off your colors and they would you wear you know basically if you made that alive you didn't make it out with your 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 vest on yeah. that was kept okay. as and it's fascinating and you're talking of one guy and he was almost like jericho was it jericho no that's strange days it might have been Jericho. Cyrus? Cyrus. Who was trying to bring the gangs together. There's this one guy who was in charge of the ghetto... Not ghetto puppies, but... Ghetto superstars. No. But um, yeah, they're talking to a few people, and it's awesome. Like, these people still look young. Like, considering when it was and what sort of life they must have lived through. But they were fighting, and then the, the guinea pigs or the guinea something. somethings, they, they the Italian the white group from up north, but there were that many gangs and that many groups. And he actually pulled peace together, because one guy got shot, and he was like a nice guy of the group, because there were these two other gangs fighting, and they sent this one guy who's like trying to get people off drugs and this sort of thing, and they sent him to do it because the president couldn't go. And he ended up being shot in the situation. They go, this is fucked, we've got to do something it's it's a great doco like you're just seeing how it all plays together and african bombarders in it who we've talked about in hip-hop family tree and it's sort of that same time tied everything together and it it all came together because they sort of instead of having turf war they sort of meld and then they had block parties they started running block parties which everyone was allowed to so you can go through and they were welcoming more people it's like no you can come into my area now and then the music scene sort of happened and then they started having dance battles instead of real fights and it's just like it just ties in so well with everything else that we've talked about over the last few years but loving the warriors hip-hop family do straight out of compton this is another piece of the puzzle that slots right into So it was awesome so yeah really good
1: Hmm. i might have to check that out i think it it does sound pretty interesting it's cool it's really cool Hmm. all right well it is our 50th episode Oh yeah, we've got a topic. <laughs> and we have got a topic. We went through and we thought we would look at things with the number 50 Bloody 50. 50. In so initially we thought maybe we should watch some 50 Cent movies, which would. but there's only one good one and we've already seen that, which yeah. is Get Rich and Die Try. Mm-hmm. We thought we could go back and play 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, but mm-hmm. maybe we've we should. We've talked about not. that already. Well, we've already talked about that. So we did a bit of imdb Yep. And we looked at some of the other options of movies with 50s. Mm-hmm. And we thought 50 First Dates, but you threw that away instantly. Very quickly. I don't know why. It's a good film. No. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. What a great combination. Mm. Ooh, this mm. was the second of their, what, four movies they'd run together? Something like that. Anyway, we threw that out. Oh,
0: I threw that out.
1: We mentioned Fifty Shades of Black, the new parody of Fifty Shades of Grey. And no. as I said, you'd need to have seen Fifty Shades of Grey to understand it. And I was not going to sit through that movie again. No. There was Fifty Fifty, which was the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie with him having cancer, and I thought maybe that's a bit too serious. Yep. And there was another movie called Fifty Fifty that was Peter Weller and no, some. I couldn't find a copy of it. but to we watch. couldn't find it. But anyway, after that, we looked at the Fifty Foot Woman. Attack of the Fifty. Attack Man. of the Fifty Foot Woman. Yep. And after all our deliberations, the
0: only one you found.
1: No, I did find the nineteen fifty eight original. Yep. And then I found the nineteen ninety three Daryl Hannah HBO one. And. And then I found Attack of the Fifty Foot Cheerleader yeah. with Sean Young and Treat Williams. Yeah. But we decided we would go with the original. The original. The 1958 Attack Which of the Foot. Which I think was the wise
0: choice. Out of all those 50 movies, that was the wise choice. Two reasons. One, it was fun because it was so bad. Yeah. And two, it was short. It was
1: only in 66 minutes long. <laughs> so, yes, it was good. Yeah. And I can't believe I've never seen this before. Had you seen it? No. It's a classic science fiction movie from that heyday of science fiction. Yeah. And I think you said it was following on from The Colossus or Attack of the Colossus.
0: Or something. Uh, Attack of the Colossal Man. And the Amazing Colossal Man. Yeah.
1: But so. th- the premise is it is a a rich woman whose husband is cheating on her and she's a bit of a drunk and no one believes what she and says. She's been
0: in... A mental home she's had a breakdown yeah so, and she's out driving and she comes across a satellite because it was just after sputnik so anything in space was sort of satellitey but it was a ufo and she sort of goes back into town and they go you're drunk again she's all hysterical you're drunk there's no ufo it's fine go back to bed the doctor comes over and sedates her and all this sort of stuff the husband's off philandering next I'm morning yeah. Next morning they go in and look. Someone screams, "Oh my god!" They go back and get the doctor, and there's a giant hand in the room.
1: Well, you kind of missed that. Her, her husband doesn't believe her, so they go back to the desert road to see where the see where it is. Oh, that's right. And, that's where she got the yes. yes. And then they realise that there is a satellite and out there and to a, a giant. It. Well, he's obsessed with. Well, the giant in the the satellite's obsessed with this big diamond that yes it
0: needs diamonds for fuel or something like that so it's after her the husband the husband wants to
1: kill his wife off to steal her money and steal her diamond she's rich
0: and he's trying to get her money and Mm. go off at his mistress the plus is not important. No. She grows. So they get her home and the doctor sedates her. They, and then they wake up the next morning and she's giant. All you get to see is from different camera angles is a giant hand in the bedroom. A
1: big polystyrene <laughs> looking hand. Yeah.
0: Like it was a cheap movie. This is not one of those classic sci-fi films because it's good or whatever. This is the cheap, filmed in eight days Movie. This is not a you know, budget of $80,000 or something like that. And she's not big for a lot of the film. Like, for a short film, she's only big at the very end because they chain her up. They get massive chains and they chain her up. And again, you only see the hand. You don't see anything else.
1: Although there a is prop- a couple of great scenes with, like, the giant hand coming through windows and yeah. poking at people. Well,
0: later on. Uh, so she cracks her shits and she goes, where's my husband? And he's... No one's... It, like... The doctor's come. He's called in another doctor and the husband and the butler. They're the only three that know she's a giant. Like, and they're like, oh, we'll just treat her with these injections. Like, they're not worried. They're not calling anyone else in. It's like, oh, we, we thought she'd get better kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll just
1: give her lots of morphine in, a, in an elephant syringe.
0: Yeah. And then the cops get involved and they're quite funny. <laughs> There's one line that the, best, the biggest pop we got was when she escapes, she does crack the shits and escape and she's gone walking. And they call the cops in at that point. And they look over and they go, oh...
1: Can find it? There's a giant footprint in the ground.
0: (laughs) And they said, oh, where do you think that came from? And the sheriff said... The sheriff
1: goes, it doesn't come from a Japanese gardener. (laughs) And it just came out of nowhere, but yet... It was the best light in the movie.
0: But, I mean, I love the lead-up to that, too, because they're looking for her around the house. <laughs> and he goes, oh. And he props up on something that's about four foot high, yeah. Yeah. stands on it, and then just jumps down instantly. It's not like he looked at anything. He didn't go anywhere. No, it was no, he like-
1: didn't just get up there easily, though. He had to get the deputy to sort of put his hand <laughs> yeah. in his ass he to get him up there. straight
0: away. It was just, just like, oh, that was good blocking and chore- choreography and that scene. But, yeah, so um, next thing you know, they're all off there and trying to find her and really bad special effects like it was chroma key done but she was see-through the way they did it they didn't have the technology to do it well
1: which is weird because you'd think they'd be able to just overlay a piece of film on top of another piece of film well you'd think
0: so but yeah, the only way they could do it was obviously badly, and she's see-through pretty much. So she finds a husband who's out dancing and drinking with his mistress, and she takes the roof off and ends up
1: spaghetti. <laughs> that was just one sign the They're in this bar, and there's just a sign that says spaghetti for no apparent yeah.
0: reason. And yeah. in the end, they try and shoot her and doesn't have any effect and she's rah, angry and and there
1: was one other good line because she sticks her polystyrene hand through the wall and the, the husband turns around to the deputy and goes, you know, you've got a gun, you can shoot her. And he's like, I can't shoot a woman. <laughs> Even though she's, you know, kicked it 50 top.
0: Uh, yeah. So, like King Kong, she picks up her husband and she walks off and she ends up walking into power lines and they both die. And yeah, that was the end.
1: Yeah, it was, it quick. was anticlimactic. Yeah. And it, what I thought was quite strange, obviously 1958, they were a bit more conservative i'd say than modern movies oh, it yeah. was it was after the whole hollywood code because that was back in what the 20s Hayes
0: <laughs> code yeah but, but they still would have had it resident um yeah residual shit from that
1: but what i thought was weird was obviously she's 50 foot tall and doesn't have any clothes but she wraps herself up in her bed sheets yeah well she's in a very revealing outfit she's modest yeah she's, well, she's, got got a, modest. she's got she's got a she's covering bits her bits covered yeah um, she would yeah when she fell down after being electrocuted, the people on the ground would have got a pretty good view. They would have. but Yeah, we didn't. They
0: didn't go that deep into it. No. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I guess if we'd have watched the attack of the 50-foot cheerleader, maybe they would yeah, have, have got into that.
0: that. But we did actually watch a bit of attack of the, the Daryl Hannah version from 93. And there's a scene where she goes and she goes past the drive-in as a 50-foot, 50-foot woman, and they're playing the original, the original yeah. movie on the drive-in. It's like, oh, that's a nice touch, but that looked like a pretty bad
1: movie too. And it was a lot longer, so I don't know how they padded it out, because yeah, the would have Attack of the Foot Woman 1993 version was an hour and a half. Yeah, but, so it, it was interesting. And I think they said the poster for Attack of the Foot Woman is... like
0: the eighth most iconic movie yeah. poster ever, which is true, because it is something you know. You would have seen plenty of times, and then you go watch a movie, and the movie is not the eighth best science fiction film in <laughs> no. 1958. It, it um, was
1: no you know, Plan Nine from Outer Space, or even anything like that, or... Forbidden Planet or any of those classic no, old science fiction
0: No, I thought it would have been better. Like, it was fine for what it was. But yeah, I, I was expecting a classic movie, but no, it's actually not very good at um, all.
1: Watching it, I just felt that it should have had the Mystery Science Fiction 3000 mm. treatment because it was a, a movie that should have had that. Yeah. Maybe they have. I don't know. But I, I'm glad we watched it. Me too. I'm glad. It It was iconic. Yeah. And we got some really good laughs out of it, and surprisingly, you didn't pick up your phone and start like you know, looking at the internet until quite a bit in. But for a movie that's only an hour long, it does drag a little bit at the start. But once she becomes giant, hmm. it, it's good. It's just it's a strange film because it's
0: it's quite serious, but there's some weird like the deputies like this comic relief. It's like what yeah, like, out of nowhere. It's not like oh yeah, he's. It's, it's not a tongue in cheek film. Like, they're not playing it that way, but then there's these weird comical bits in us. Like, what, where'd they come from? So, yeah, a strange, strange movie. <laughs> there's a weird scene as well
1: where the husband beats up the butler. Yeah,
0: for no reason. <laughs> he just. <laughs> well, oh, there is a reason.
1: Yeah. But
0: then the next day, the butler's fine with him.
1: Yeah, and tries to kill him by smashing a bottle over his head. And yeah, stuff, but there. I didn't get that. Strange pacing issues, but anyway.
0: There is, I mean, the two leading ladies in the in the show, the mistress and the, and the 50-foot woman, I can't remember which one's which, but uh, both, this bit of trivia that just fascinated me, but both of the film's leading ladies met with
1: unfortunate ends,
0: which yeah. is fair. Uh, Alison Hayes died at the age of 46 due to lead poisoning from calcium pills she was taking. While to
1: try and make her go back to normal size.
0: Maybe, and Yvette Vickers... Her mummified body was discovered in her home in 2011. Although she was 82, the evidence suggested that she had died of natural causes and the body was lay undiscovered for a year. A year. A year. Mm. I always found that. That's fascinating. Mm. Fascinating. Yes. So that's it. 50. 50. Attack of the 50th episode. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, anyone who's listening from... Please, tell us on Facebook if you've actually listened from episode one and you're still here now.
1: Or if you're now if listening if you're you, listen, you
0: want to go back to episode one. Or if you just fucking listen. Just fucking tell us. <laughs> well, we get a couple. Yeah.
1: There's normally two or three people that comment every month. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, our, our friend Simon listens to the episodes and he quite enjoyed your comment last month about Riptorn's knob. <laughs> when you were talking about the man who felt to yeah. So we'll just mention that again. Riptorn's knob. <laughs> hmm. But yes, that's 50. 50. And you've come up with a brilliant idea to give us a new uh, segment. It's an idea. We'll
0: find out if it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> it's going to be gold. Of course it is.
0: All right, so what, what we're going to do is, you've done this for me before. I like a mixtape. tape. I want you to make me a mixtape Now, all right, yes, it's modern times. A mixed CD, please.
1: A, a Spotify playlist? No, no. <laughs> that's technology I don't
0: understand. I want you, and you've done it a few times before, and, you know, I listen to the, the CDs you give me because... I. Because you've got Foxtel, and you you listen to the mu- music channels, and you listen to Triple J still every now and then, every so day you day. sort of know newer music, whatever. I'm still listening to Spice Girls, so I'm not, I'm not up to date. So every now and then, and I haven't done it for a long time, but it's like, can you put some music together, what's new, and this and that? And it's like, okay, cool. So you did it back in the tape days and you gave me like Eminem and Smooth Down and those sort of things. Like Because back
1: people? in the day when you were you know young and in love, you gave your best
0: exactly.
1: friend a, a mixtape and that exactly. meant you, you, know, you were together. So
0: I was sort of like, oh, you haven't known one for a while. So how about... And the thing is, I'm a judgmental ass. So <laughs> generally you
1: give me <laughs> that, a tape. Normally you've cleaned that up a little bit. <laughs> normally you wouldn't say the word ass. you a, was... a lot stronger. <laughs> so um, so I was like, Generally,
0: you, you put the tape to get CD together for me. I was like, What do you give me this for? You don't know me at all. <laughs> and then I'll listen to it for a while. I was like, Ah, this is actually pretty good. This still sucks, but these ones are pretty good. These grew on me. So, what we're gonna do is you're gonna give me, I'll make another mixed CD. Yep. we'll go through it together for a first listen not the whole CD don't worry it's not going to be long it's just going to be like oh yeah I'm going to have initial judgmental judgments <laughs> of like what this is hipster bullshit what are you doing oh. why are you giving me this so you can put it together series so you can like fuck with me it's, it's your core this is your CD you're putting together
1: and I'll do it as an audio CD so it'll be like 15, 16 tracks not yeah,
0: 100 tracks no no feature. no it's got to play on my car and so it needs to be a CD Hot. I can't do MP3s so we'll do that then I will play this CD in my car for a month and then we'll come back and revisit if you know me at all.
1: All (laughs) Alright. So that's... that's, Alright, so over the next two episodes we'll have the initial listen, and then we'll come back and we'll have the in-depth review (laughs) of the mixtape CD. Yes. Alright. Yes. And then are you going to turn the tables and do it for me?
0: I don't know music it'll just be Spice Girls and Burt Bacharach.
1: Mm, (laughs) Alright. Okay, I can. <laughs> we'll see how this goes, and then we'll make a while up from there. All right, so the challenge is on. On. All right, I've got to think it's of stuff on. that I can put in a CD. <laughs> bloody on. All right. Okay, well, that's the end of episode 50. 50. We will be back at the start of next month with another mini episode, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to look at movies we watched when we were teenagers that might not hold up anymore. Uh, I don't know. I oh, know mine doesn't. Mine does. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And you can be judgmental about my choice of movie again, like you were last month. (coughs) All right. If you have any feedback for us, please, please, please go on the Facebook. We are facebook.com slash... No, we're not. What are we on Facebook? We are the Massive Attack podcast. We are the Massive Attack face. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Massive Attack podcast on Facebook. You can find us there. You can find us on our website. We are themapodcast.podbean.com. dot podbean dot com. Give us some feedback. Let us know that we're out there. Give us a tweet. Come on, someone send out a happy fiftieth episode Massive Attack. Yeah. And until then, we will see you next next month month. Alrighty. Bye bye. Thank you for forty nine great episodes, bitch. Oh. Whoa. which
0: one possible <laughs> well take your pick ok no worries thank you <laughs>